This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Adam Adams. He is the founder of growyourshow.com and he is a fellow podcaster as well. How are you doing today? Uh, today is a great day. Thank you. How, how about you? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about how you got into podcasting, why you got into podcasting and why you got into helping others grow their podcasts. Well, a long time ago, um, I moved to a brand new city. So I moved to Denver and you know I had nothing never lived about that, by the way. <laughs> you, know, you just moved this week, yeah. right? So I ended up, um, I, I grew up in Utah and I moved to Florida for a little while and it was nice. The weather was so good. And then when I was moving to Denver, uh, 2015, I was like, you know what? I don't know anybody. And they say your network is your net worth. And so I'm screwed. I'm not going to have a dollar because I don't know a single person. And so I start thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to get in front of people? Right. And I, I took uh, something I call like three pillars of influence. And, and I, I started thinking about this. This is where like probably today's topic even, even was founded. I said to myself, I've got to find a way to get in front of people. So my very first step was starting a meetup group. Oh, wow. And the second step, because the meetup group didn't do anything, nobody was hardly coming to the meetup group. And I was <laughs> trying to add so much value while I was there. And it, there was like six people that would show up. And I started thinking to myself, what can I do? And so I started going harder into my social media. Mm -hmm. And then that meetup started really growing. Oh, wow. And I had this idea right after that, that I ought to, instead of just being known for my industry around my city, maybe it would be beneficial for my brand. I listened to this thing Gary Vaynerchuk said, mm -hmm. um, that, that if you're not online by 2022, you're gonna lose the game. And it's, it's basically 2022 right now. And so we're at that place that years ago, he said we all had to be there. So that's why I started a meetup group, because I said, you know, Gary V has a meet. Uh, I mean, a, a podcast. Gary V has a podcast. We, uh, he's saying that I should have a podcast, a thought leadership platform. What can I do? How can I do it? I was scared, Courtney. Like I was, I am a fairly shy person, and really? maybe, maybe some people don't notice it because I've been practicing pushing past my fear for a few years. Yeah. But I definitely 
did not feel comfortable being the voice. I was like, you know, I, who am I? I've only done a few of these. I've only been doing my industry for a very short amount of time. How can I be the expert? There's a lot of people better than me. Why, why would people listen to me? And I had all these doubts, but I decided to just start it and keep doing that meetup group and keep blowing it up on social media, trying to get as many people to like notice what I was doing. And it ended up being a really hard journey, but I finally got my podcast to rank in the top 1% in the entire world among, you know, over a million podcasts. And so I start helping friends. They're like, how did you do that? So I start helping friends with theirs. Um, But I knew to, to really answer your question, I knew that if I didn't have this influence, if I didn't, if I wasn't influential, then my business would suffer just like Gary V said. So that was in 2016 that I started the meetup and and the end of 2016 when I started uh, focusing on trying to get that podcast out. So um, anyway, it's been, it's been fun and I'm happy to unravel in any part of that. (laughs) That's that's awesome. Wow. Um, I'm really curious. You said you were terrified. How did you get over that? Like, what I think a lot of people let fear, you know, block them. They they may have an idea and they may be really excited about it, but then they're like, "Oh wow, this is way too scary. I'm not doing that." But it sounds like you just kept going. And how did you work through that? There was a couple of things that might be beneficial to someone else if they're going to do some of this stuff. Um, yeah. Number one, I knew that it's it's like I just knew I had to do it. Yeah. For example, yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Literally yesterday, I got my COVID booster, my third COVID shot. Okay. I flip and hate needles. I don't like them. They make me feel queasy. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Right. Uh, I've had a few doctors tell me, I don't know if you're, you're going to be okay to, to walk after this. You look like you're going to pass out. I've never seen somebody with such a white face before. Wow. And, um, and so I hate needles. Yeah. But it was like, I felt like I should do this. So I pushed past the fear and it still sucked and I still didn't want to do it. But ultimately something like that could benefit me and or other people. So I, I kind of had to hold to this idea of what this was supposed to achieve. And when I realized that it was a tool, I hate doing my dishes but I figure it out. I, I don't want to be the one to take out the trash, but my kids can't lift the garbage cans yet. So <laughs> it's like, you just say to yourself, this is something I've got to do. It's important enough that, that I just need to do it, even though I'm scared, even though I don't really want to, even though it goes past my comfort zone. I believed that Gary V was right, mm-hmm. that if I didn't have this, I wouldn't have business. And I mean, I don't know where your listener is because everybody's at a different level. Some of Mm -hmm. them think that 50 grand a month is nothing. Some think that 100 grand a month is nothing. Some some think that 50 grand a year is a lot as well. So uh, when I did it, I had this goal in mind that I wanted to be grossing, at least grossing uh, a million a year. And I'm currently doing that. And I would not be able to do that. unless I had these three pillars of influence and I was really focused on it. So even though I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing it, I know that I should. And the second thing is that I believe that 
that we need to be giving back. We need to be uh, helping other people. And one thing that is definitely helpful for me sometimes to get out of my own heads, because I I'm not the most eloquent person. I didn't go, I didn't get a, you know, a doctorate degree or even a master's degree mm-hmm. from college. I, I, I only took as much college as I, I needed to, to become a band director, which for some reason I never did, because uh, I was <laughs> making more money doing real estate and running businesses. But um, mm-hmm. the point is, when I get behind a mic, I don't think about myself. I've noticed that if I'm thinking about myself and if I'm thinking like, how does this help my business? Or if all I'm thinking of is me, 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 I'm scared. I don't like this. I, I'm not sure what to say. I don't want to look stupid because right. I'm, I'm always going to look stupid, by the way. But I say to myself, I don't, if I say to myself, I don't want to look stupid, then I just don't do it at all. So what I found is instead of that, I get behind the mic and I try to think about my I call it an avatar. Like I try to think of the listener, like even today, right now I'm on your show, mm-hmm. but my goal is what can I say that could be of value to somebody else so that they can achieve greatness in, in their own world, like their yeah. business can do better. And so I s- kind of stop thinking about myself and start thinking about how do I help? And it's amazing that I, it's almost divine. And I know that probably sounds like hokey pokey to some, but it, it makes me feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose that the God or the universe wants mm-hmm. me to fulfill. If I can give, 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 I, I stop really worrying about how do people look uh, at me? And I think, sure. how can this content help them? Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's very true. It gives you an objective so that the focus isn't on yourself. You know, I I think when, you know, we get really anxious a lot of times because we're self-conscious. And so, you know, with the, one of the ways to take that away is to focus outward and to focus, how can I be of contribution? How can I, as you said, give back? Um, I know for me personally, that was something we we always focus on um, in acting because, you know, you, it's really scary to have the spotlight right on you, right? Um, but you're, it's not about you. You are serving a role. You are executing a uh, and embodying a character that somebody wrote and you are part of a storyline. It's a, it's a much bigger picture, whether it's part of yeah. a film or theater. Um, so when you think about what is your intention in that moment, that helps take off a lot of the anxiety. And I think that's true in life as well. And Clearly, it really helped you in your life and your business. So that's really awesome. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did you come up with these three pillars? So it sounds like the first one, this uh, meeting in person, was kind of very organic for you. Um, how I came up with them is, I guess, I, I started the wrong way, probably. I started the wrong way. I was only doing the meetup, right, by itself. And that was good. It's definitely good. Yeah. But I didn't have the thought leadership really yet, and I wasn't really focused on social media yet. And I noticed that the meetup just wasn't, it wasn't getting enough traction. By only doing one of these things, it just doesn't get a whole bunch of traction. And so I started, like, I guess I call it reverse engineering. I I basically Mm -hmm. take... I look at all of the other people and where they're at and I look at similarities and I try to think, you know, how, how are they getting this? 
why is their thing bigger than mine? Why is, uh, I mean, podcast or, or uh, why, why are they doing more than I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And why, why are people talking about them when they're not in the room and just basically putting out the word, even when they're not there? What, what makes that difference? And I started to realize that, that all three pieces, all three pillars of influence are like tools. And it's kind of like you are a handyman, we'll say, mm-hmm. and you, you go to, you show up to people's jobs and all you have is a hammer. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to do everything because you don't have a screwdriver. You don't have a saw, etc. cetera. You're, you're just going to keep looking for nails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so with that said, I thought to myself, what is, what are the minimal minimum amount of tools that I have to have and use in my business in order to get that, what they have. So for example, meeting in person, I realized that it was beneficial for one of the reasons why it was so beneficial is that you can actually build a lot more trust a lot faster when you are in person face to face. So when I say meeting in person, I don't, you don't have to have a meetup you could have a storefront where people come to you. You right. could you could do um, one-on-one calls like over Zoom and you can meet face-to-face basically or virtually uh, with yeah. other people. Sure. Um, as long as long as they can um, be part of like your journey and, and right. what you're doing um, and see you in person, they're more likely to trust you and do business with you. For example, I was doing I was doing a lot of real estate investing and I ran out of my own money. Like my money was all invested in real estate. And so I wanted to keep doing deals. So I had to figure out how do I do deals with other people's money? And I realized that, that I've got to get out in front of them. So for, for me, uh, meeting in person, when they come to my meetup one, two, three, four, five, six times, and we were meeting weekly, they were able to start saying, Hey, Adam, I actually want to do business with you a lot faster than if they were just listening to my podcast or, or um, seeing what I do on social media. And so that was a key pillar that I noticed that if, if you have three legs of a stool and you cut one of them off, you're going to fall over. And that (laughs) was one of the ones that I didn't want to cut off. The next one was, was having a thought leadership platform. Now there's all sorts of those as well. You could write a book, you could have a podcast, a YouTube channel. Um, there, there's all sorts, there, a blog of thought leadership platforms. And I knew that I needed that because that will help people do what I was mentioning before, talk about me even when I'm not in the room. So, right. they, so people were talking and I, I, I wasn't aware of all of the conversations. I wasn't involved in all of the conversations, but people were saying, Oh, have you heard Adam's podcast? Oh, Adam answers that on his podcast. I listen to his podcast. I'll share, I'll share you the link so you can check it out. And so now they're talking about me even when I'm not there because I have got what's called shareable content. And that's what I call thought leadership is something where people can look up to you. They yeah. can respect you. They can know what you do. And if you have any um, killer phrases, like that guy named Dave Ramsey, has, uh, mm-hmm. has had the same radio station for who knows how many years. I'm just going to guess that it's over a dozen, though. Um, Dave Ramsey always says the same stuff. He always, always says the exact same stuff. And we all quote him 
because we can remember it so easily. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about how um, the new status symbol from Dave, the new status symbol is the paid off mortgage, not the BMW. Because mm-hmm. he's right. all, he constantly says that same thing. And, yeah. and people are like, oh, you bought a BMW, but you have like all this debt against your house. Um, you're doing it wrong. Have you not heard Dave? Let me send you Dave Ramsey's stuff. And so you can kind of learn. And now people are starting to get on board because of this thought leadership platform. People are talking about him even when he's not in the room. And the social media Mm -hmm. is important for a couple of reasons. And I realized that. How are people going to trust me if they can't find me online? Like if somebody says, I ha- so, so right now I, I founded a, sh- uh, c- a company called Grow Your Show. We help podcasters go to the next level, right? And so I'm thinking to myself, how do I get people to, to be able to know who I am? And I figured it out. I have to go on my, uh, on my social media and do something else that Gary Vee taught me. Mm-hmm. Jab, jab, right hook. Jab, mm-hmm. jab, right hook. That to me means that I will tell people about my kids, tell people about my mountain biking, the, the Jeep that I just bought, going Jeeping, um, the fun things about my life. And so people know that I'm a real person, right? Right. And so I focus on that a lot. And every now and again, it's, it's a lot of jabs and then just mm-hmm. one right hook where I'll mention, like, for example, this last week, I, I mentioned on my social media that I... Um, that my, my company, my Grow Your Show, yeah. uh, just crossed 30 employees. Now, who knows how many employees we'll have when your listener is listening to this, but we just crossed 30 full-time employees Congrats. just last week. And so I posted that, and, uh, and everybody starts seeing that. And I just, it was more of a gratitude. I just said, this is so cool. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy yeah. we just crossed 30. And I got hundreds and hundreds, like well over 400 people liking it. I can't, I can't even count how many comments I've had. I've been trying to reply to all the comments, but it's hundreds and a few people. I can't say that I know exactly. We'll just say around five ish mm-hmm. reached out to me and said, Hey, congrats on your company. How can you help me with my podcast? For example, Hey, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was a lot of jabs. And then I threw that right hook where I mentioned something about my company, but it wasn't like a sales pitch. It wasn't like, Hey, I can help you do your thing. (laughs) Join me. It was more like, I'm really excited that we crossed this. So that was, that's how I'm using social media. And I believe that because we're using all three of these pillars, my stool's not going to fall over. Yeah. Awesome. Super awesome. There are two things I wanted to comment on. One was uh, when you're talking about Dave Ramsey and, you know, like the the repeat, you know, um, I know this was like something for me that took a while to to really let sink in. And I think this is true for other people too. You know, I feel like, well, I can't say that again. I already said it. Like that's redundant, you know, like I just said, even, you know, when I write and I write, I'm like, well, I just said that, you know, I can't do that again. But I, I've heard this a lot that people need to hear things over and over and over again. Um, you know, it doesn't, people don't necessarily remember it the first time and they certainly don't, uh, you know, it's not necessarily something that they, uh, you know, own 
when they hear it just once, you know, that it's not inculcated. So I, I, that I think is a really important message for people, you know, to understand that you may feel like you're repeating yourself over and over again, but that's not necessarily how the audience or your, you know, your audience perceives it, you know, your, yeah. whether it's your followers or your listeners or, um, so I thought that was really interesting. I have a, I have a, a friend, I've become friends with this okay. incredible person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll mention her first name It's Kathy. Um, I'll leave the last name out, but she has had a podcast for a long time. She's been mm-hmm. on ABC and NBC and all the other three letter networks out there. Right. Um, she's, she's, um, written a book and a, a multi, multi, multi millionaire. And, um, her podcast grew and grew and grew. She started it in a place where she knew some of the things that I was telling you before, mm-hmm. like I should have this, it will help me. So she right. started a podcast that way and she repeated things for a while, mm-hmm. but then she went away from repeating things. Cause to her, she was bored of it. She already yeah. learned it. Like I'm boring she, myself. <laughs> she almost thought like my listener has heard this lots of times. So she, so she had one of the biggest podcasts ever. She, she in fact started a podcast, like I think in 2006 or something like when they were barely starting and she had a humongous following and um, it's starting to, it it was starting to diminish recently over the last year or two, it was starting to diminish and she was still posting it, but she was, she was getting out of the basics and go and talking about like these really high level things because she didn't want to repeat herself and we had a conversation when she was hiring my team and that was one thing that i mentioned is think about gary v think about uh dave ramsey think about uh matt terrio some of these people that repeat Mm -hmm. the same things and they can stay in a fairly easy conceptual place and they repeat and repeat and repeat everyone's getting all the business and Switching that and her podcast is actually growing again. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. You're right. You gotta, you gotta repeat yourself. Yeah. I think that that's a, it's really interesting because I know I feel that way too. I'm like, well, I'm totally boring myself. I've heard this already. I know this already. And this must bore everybody else to hear. So yeah, that's a, it's really interesting to hear that that's not how, and I guess the other thing too, is it helps branding, right? Because then people have certain things that they associate with you. Because it comes so familiar, right? Yeah, I, I would definitely, um, I would definitely end that conversation with this: Your average listener is going to listen to about six of your episodes, which means there's a lot of your listeners that are only listening to one, two, or three episodes, and some listeners that listen to all hundred plus of your episodes. Right. But the average most common person is going to be listening to your show is only going to listen to about six. So you don't, you don't need to be worried about repeating yourself, get the good content that your main avatar wants to listen to and, and keep uh, pushing it out. Dave Ramsey, for example, even on social media, he posts the same shiz every day. It's like he has three things that he says and he posts them all like five times a day. This one is five times a day. This one's five times a day. And this one's five times a day, but it's always the same stuff. Anyway, um, good, good point. So so the other thing you, so when you're talking about social media presence, um, I think, and I'm guessing a lot of people can relate to me on this. I think a lot of people have kind of a love-hate relationship with social media. Um, (laughs) You know, it's really, 
amazing that it can connect people from all over the world. Uh, you know, I can meet people who I otherwise would have no opportunity to meet with and connect with. Uh, so in that way, it's really, you know, incredible. But there's a lot of pitfalls in social media as well. And I think that, you know, that's really a challenge for a lot of people. Uh, so can you talk about your thoughts on some of that? Um, yeah, 100%. One, of, one is just going back to something we mentioned before, because it is important and repeating yourself is okay. It's the jab, jab, right hook. So a lot of people on social media, they think, okay, well, I've got to be on social media and tell people about my business. So all they do is just throw a bunch of right hooks. Um, and right hooks are slow and they come around and you can see them coming. Right. And uh, so nobody wants to get in the ring with somebody who just whacks right hook. But if, if you can have some more subtle like jabs happening, that right. is one thing that will really help uh your listener, your follower, stay in with you. And those those jabs are things like adding value without asking for anything. Those jabs are something like talking about your kids, your 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 hobbies, the food, your travel, the stuff where people can know what you're all about. Your car, in some cases, like I don't really pose my car, uh, but it's just a Honda, so it's fine. Uh, there's some people that are like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post my. I guess I have a Jeep. But anyway, uh, there's people that post like all about their um, their Ferraris. And so that's just not me. I'm not really that person. But I want to jab, 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 add value, talk about me, uh, crossfitting, mountain biking. If you like yoga, post about yoga. If you're a big foodie, still post about the food that you're into. You'll attract the people that are similar to you. They will keep following you and liking your stuff and coming in, in your direction. And then when you have that right hook and tell them that your podcast company just saw 30 employees or whatever it is that you share, they're going to be like, hey, I, I, I resonate with this guy. He's got kids like me. He, he plays around with his kids. He goes, he travels. He's doing the stuff that I want to do. And I just realized that his podcast company is growing. I want to hire him. So the jab, jab, right hook is going to be a big one. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we need to talk about an algorithm. Yeah. Facebook and some of these other social media platforms have an algorithm that has a purpose. We need to trigger the algorithm or else we will fail. And so that's where I would love to share with your listener. And maybe it'll help you and me a little bit better when we hear it again. But as far as, as, far as the social media... Uh, uh, using these algorithms, what we do is we got to think about what is the most common way that people, you, again, this goes back to reverse engineering. Right. I think of myself, it's midnight, I'm tired, but I'm also a little bit bored. And so I'm on my Facebook and I'm mundanely scrolling through and passing lots of stuff. Right. And I stop somewhere. So where is it that I stopped? What made me stop here? And the main thing that's going to make you stop is something called the hook. So all of my posts uh, have this thing called the hook, the story, and the offer. All of my posts have a, have a formula. It's called hook, story, offer. Because when people don't have a hook for me, I skim past it. I keep scrolling. Right. Our goal now is to stop the scroll. Sure. Our goal is to have a pattern interrupt to right. switch the way that people are seeing this. So how do we do that? Well, we just look at what, what are we stopping on? 
and if I can be um, totally open, here's yeah. some of the things that we stop on. Uh, yeah. you're, you're scrolling through and yeah. you see somebody cussing or something like it's like they're really upset. It's like, whoa, what, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Like, why are they kind of upset? I, I, I need to see what's going on here. Right. Or even or even if you say images, mm -hmm. images that want you to stop, like uh, people not wearing enough clothes, that'll make us stop the scroll, right? We, if we see if we see blood or something, we're like, whoa, what what happened here? And mm -hmm. we will stop the scroll. Uh, other things that will stop the scroll is questions. Everybody's telling us, telling us, telling us, and we're like. We pass, pass it, pass it, pass it. And then somebody asks us a question. Human beings have an, an innate like urge to, uh, to answer questions. Yeah. To, when, when we see somebody tell us something, we're like, okay, they said this. Okay, they said this. But when we see them ask, we stop and we're like, well, what do I think about that? Yeah. And we might actually engage with that post. So this thing called stopping the scroll is yeah. important and it, it all comes from this thing I call the hook from the hook story offer process. Okay. And you, you can do it with nudity, you can do it with all these other things that we mentioned, right? because you just want somebody to, to stop scrolling. Now, with that said, social media has this algorithm that yeah. notices when we are stopping the scroll. Uh -huh. So if you have something with a good hook, right. not only is it effective, but social media has also learned that they want to they want to get that in front of more people. Why do they want to do that? Here's the reason. You, Facebook only makes money when people stay on Facebook. So when you pass pa pass by somebody's post because they told you something because they didn't have a good hook, they didn't have any images that made you want to stop and wonder what was going on. You, they had blood on their face or whatever. Then, and I'm not saying you have to use all nudity and blood. That's not what I'm saying. It's it's trying to find a way that right. makes that piques somebody's curiosity so that they stop the scroll. Well, Facebook has realized if people are stopping, that means that this is a post that other people should see. And it's called A/B testing or split testing. Mm -hmm. Social media, Facebook is split testing you every day. Every post that you have, it's wondering. Hey, is it performing better than this other person? Oh, it is. So I'm going to put it in front of more people. Yeah. So what ends up happening on social is if you don't find, the, if you don't hack into these algorithms or trigger these algorithms with your social media content, your posts, with your imagery, with mm -hmm. the questions that you use instead of telling people, yeah. if you don't do that, they're going to lose money. So we need to basically do what social media wants us to do. With that said, um, that's the hook. Right. The story is basically letting people know what you want them to know. So with, with mine, my hook was, this is crazy. I'm so grateful. And people are like, what is he grateful about? What, what's crazy? And then, and then it goes in, I, I, I've crossed 30 employee, 30 full-time employees at my uh, thing. I, I'm so grateful. So, so now they're, now they're like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. And, it, and more people see it. That's why I got hundreds of comments, hundreds of, of likes. It's because we, we figured how to trigger the algorithm on that post. Um, and then the offer is generally ask them to do whatever you want them to do. Now, technically that post of mine didn't really have an offer because I knew that it would still get a lot of traction, but an offer hook story offer the the formula 
yeah. is usually asking your listener or your Facebook uh, follower or mm -hmm. your Instagram or wherever you're posting LinkedIn, yeah. asking them or helping them to do the next thing. So you might say something like this. Um, I, I lost a ton of money on my last real estate deal. Now mm -hmm. that's a hook. They're like, oh, geez, why did you lose? And then you tell a little bit of a story. You tell a little bit of a story. And then you say, if, if you want to, if you, if anybody wants to just contact me and I can share with you what not to do, um, just drop your, drop, drop uh, a comment uh, below. Yeah. And I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to sit down and have a conversation with you so that you don't make these types of mistakes. And now all of a sudden, uh, a, it's, it's, it has the algorithms hacked where, where you're stopping the scroll, they're reading your story, and then they know what to do next, which is comment below. Yeah. Uh, and when they comment below, now you're hacking another algorithm, or you're triggering another algorithm, which is called engagement. Mm. And so social oh, media, social media automatically loves you because you are getting people to stop scrolling. And now social media loves you more because you're getting them to engage and comment and share, share messages and ask questions below. Right. Now they're saying, whoa, there's really something about this. I'm really going to put it in front of the most amount of people. So your offer or your call to action, uh, CTA, if you will, call yeah. to action, your offer needs to just be something like comment below. Um, another thing, because social media wants to make money. They don't want you to put outside links. Why? They want you to stay on the platform. Why? Because if people are staying on the platform, they make more money. Mm. They're the, the people that want to advertise on Facebook, for example. I'm using Facebook, but you can put this any social media platform. The people that want to advertise on Facebook and do Facebook ads, paid Facebook ads, would never do it if nobody was, if nobody was on there. Right. They, you got to keep people on there or Facebook's not going to make money. Their, their investors won't make money. Their, the people advertising won't make money and it will all fall apart. So they've made this algorithm. If you're getting engagement, it got, gets another boost. Right. And so they're going to put it in front of even more people. And the, so you're getting two benefits. You're hacking in these algorithms, but you're also getting people to give social proof to that post. Right. So other humans are seeing that lots of people want to contact you about how to not lose money in real estate. And they're like, well, I don't want to lose money either. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people obviously think this is important. I may as well sign up too and get this thing for free. So that's, that's kind of like how to do it. And I'll, if I could, if you don't mind me just saying one last thing is those outside links yes. are going to pull people away from these platforms. Right. So as soon as you put a link in your post, Facebook already has something where they truncate it. They, they blacklist it. They, they shadow ban your post. Basically means your post is still there, but yeah. nobody's going to see it. And people are like, I, I've been, this is like a big aha moment for a lot of people listening. They're saying to themselves, I've been using social media all the time. I'm always telling people to go to my podcast. I'm always telling people to come to my meetup group. I'm always telling people to, to sign up for my webinar. And nobody ever does. I get like one comment and one like, and I've been, I've been doing social media as much as possible. Well, here's the problem. You're making a post that says, maybe it has a good hook. Maybe it has a good story. And the offer actually has the link in the comment. I mean, in the uh, post. 
Right. So your social media is going to say, uh, 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 I don't want people going over to Courtney's podcast. I don't want people to, if, if they go to the podcast, they're going to be stuck on the podcast and there won't be over here anymore. I don't want them to go in and watch all of her podcasts or listen to all of her podcasts, go to her YouTube channel, which is our direct competitor. If they're fighting for your attention, all of these social media platforms are, if they're fighting for your attention and you put a link, they've already figured out that they will not let anyone see that unless that person is going to your, uh, going to your um, profile and just kind of scrolling through. And then they may see it because it, it doesn't literally disappear. It just doesn't get pushed out in front of anyone when you have a link. So that is a huge thing, a big no-no. And a lot of people are saying, well, if I want them to listen to my podcast, but I can't share a link to my podcast, how the hell are they going to like be able to go to my podcast without the link, Adam? Like, are you a dummy, Adam? There's no way they could ever do this. So, so think about it like this. Hook story offer, make that offer instead of the actual link, make it say something like, I'd be happy to send you the link Mm-hmm. If you're interested in checking out that episode today, I had Adam Adams on my podcast mm-hmm. or this week, Adam Adams's podcast dropped and there was a ton of valuable information when it comes to how to utilize social media better. Yeah. Um, if anybody's interested in blowing up their social media, feel free to comment below and I'll get you the link for free. And now everybody's like, oh yeah, well that could help me. Mm-hmm. That's their call to action. And instead of them instead of you having a link that works against you, now you're getting engagement that works for you. So it's, com- it's night and day, the difference of not putting the link, but instead asking them to comment. And then a, a bonus or ninja strategy, when the people comment, instead of like replying with the link, yeah. which some people mi- mistakenly do, right. you just, you say something like this, Awesome. I'll send that to you right away. Would you rather me email it to you or just send it to you in the DMs? And now they're like actually commenting again. Oh, the DMs would be just fine. Okay, man, I I just forwarded that to you in the DM. Let me know when you get it, question mark. So you're turning one comment into like four or five or six comments per person. And now social media is really saying when Courtney posts, when Adam Adams posts, people stay on the platform, people engage. I've got to make sure that her next post gets in front of a lot of people because she's really helping us make money on this platform. Wow. That, that is so valuable. Um, I definitely know I've experienced that and I've seen people talk about it like on social media. I've seen it on my Facebook. I've seen it on other people's Facebook, on Instagram. People talk about this all the time. They're like, what happens every time I post a link, you know, nobody like sees my, and, and other people like, I don't see your stuff. So that's really, really interesting. And that's I, my, I, we, so I think a lot of people knew that that was happening, but those are really great strategies to work around it. Cause then they're like, well, how do I find you? You know, if I can't post it. So, so that's awesome. Um, thank you. I'm really curious about what your thoughts are on. I, I think we're kind of moving into, you were saying how, uh, you know, Gary, Gary V says that in 2022, you have to be on social media and you have to have a digital presence. Um, and I think the digital realm is definitely moving very quickly. And I certainly think, you know, 
a lot of what happened last year has moved people, it's atomized people, people are online even more than they were previous, previously. Um, so I'm curious what your thoughts are on the future of the digital space, uh, the future of uh, information, uh, you know, and how uh, the digital world is going to be uh, involved in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have a few guesses and my thought, my thought process goes like this. Um, I realize that there's a ton of noise out there, ton of noise, a lot of people starting podcasts yep. and still podcasts are like a fraction, like 5% of YouTube channels. Yeah. YouTube has 20 times the amount of different channels. So podcasting is still very new and it's in its infantry infantry stage and there's tons of listeners and technically technically the listeners of podcasts because they're busy people busy professionals they're the type of person that wants to be able to accomplish two things at the same time they mm -hmm. they, they they value learning and education which is one re and, and self-improvement which is one reason that they are so successful in their life they're exercising while they're listening to you today they're cooking their dinner for their family while they're listening to you today. They're going on a walk. They're they're driving to work while they're listening to you and getting value from you today. Um, so all in all, what I think the future might look like is with all of this noise, it, things are going to change. I look back on at, on things called business cards. And when I was first getting into business and somebody gave me their business card, it was like, it meant so much to me. It was a it was a business card. It looked pretty. It had their name. It had their address or or, or billing address or whatever. It had their phone number. It had their email address. Mm -hmm. And um and I'm looking at this saying, oh, this is so great. I can connect with this person. Right. And I I used to love business cards. Now, mm -hmm. when people give me a business card, I'm like, I'm not going to use this. What am I going to do with that? You know, and it's kind of like podcasting and other platforms right now it, when podcasts were brand new for example it was like it was like holy cow there's five podcasters in the whole world and uh and i've got to i get to choose between these five and hundreds of people are like you got to listen to this one no you got to listen to this one oh hey a brand new one just came out if you want something different check it out and now there's 2.7 million podcasts as we record today, about th almost crossing 3 million podcasts. It'll grow a lot more than that. I'm confident about it. But it's it's like these podcasts are kind of like that business card right now. Yeah. So people are noticing them. People people are paying attention to them. People are listening to, you know, on average, six episodes of yours, getting that value. And they're uh, very frequently, they're doing business with you. They're hiring you as their coach, their mentor. They're hiring you as their real estate educator. They're hiring you as, um, they're hiring me because they're like, oh, this guy knows how to podcast. He obviously has a great podcast. A lot of, a lot of people are commenting on his podcast, leaving ratings and reviews. I should too. And so it, it's kind of like what the business card used to be. Right. Um, so with, with like you guys, like Gary V and stuff like that, I totally believe, uh, this, this part's an, a critical piece that everybody needs to like write down and internalize and understand, because if you don't, then you will lose the game. Just like Gary V said, if you're not doing this by 2022, you will lose. Here's the thing. I did a lot of raising money from other people for my real estate business. Right. As I was doing that, as I was focusing on, on raising money and attracting capital, 
I started getting in front of some people and it started really working. Now, here's a story of, of, uh, of a way that it worked negatively for somebody who didn't get on the bus. Okay. The, there was this guy, I'm just going to call him Mike. His name's not really Mike. I just like to protect him. So he does, he's not offended that I'm sharing his, his sad story, but, but Mike ends up, um, he, he's a, he's a real estate investor. Who's done lots of deals, way more than me, way more. Just I'll, I'll share. I've done about a hundred million dollars of real estate, maybe $110 million of real estate investments since 2005. This guy, Mike, I'm putting air quotes here. This guy named Mike, um, had done five times the amount. He, he had done over a half a million dollars in real estate investments. And he was about to close on a new deal where he needed to raise, um, I think it was $8 million. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he called me. He's like, Adam, you're having no problem raising money. Can you teach me what you're doing? Because I've been doing this business for so long mm-hmm. and I need to raise $8 million by next Friday. And I'm like, okay, cool, Mike. Where are you right now? He goes, I'm... I'm at 400,000 and I'm like, wait a second. You need multi-millions more than you have. You need 10X what you have right now. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and I don't know what's going on. All of, all of my, my investors that usually know me, like me and trust me, they're starting to invest with people that have podcasts. That, and the sad thing is, Mike had a crazy amount of experience, but these other podcasters, some in some cases, they didn't have any experience. Oh. It's just that they became what I call the squeaky wheel. Mm-hmm. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Right. The person with the thought leadership platform and the social media presence and the meeting in person, they get the money. Right. So here Mike is, he's always been fine. And this was in 2019, three years before Gary V's you know, end date, right? In 2019, already Mike was unable to close on this deal. What that meant for Mike is he had earnest money put into this property where the whole property was 25 million, but he needed to raise several million just as the down payment. He lost. He lost his earnest money deposit, which is hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think it was like 200 grand. He was counting on, uh, he was counting on something that's called an acquisition fee. For something that's in the $2 million range, that's about 600 more thousand dollars. So not only did he not get his 600 grand that he was counting on, but he also lost 200,000 of earnest money that he put as saying that I'm going to buy this property. And the whole thing that happened is his investors that loved him for, for a long time. They're getting all this noise. They're getting all of these different people that have podcasts, regardless if the podcast person had a whole bunch of experience and in most cases had a lot less than Mike, but Mike lost out on, we'll just call it, uh, we'll call it 800 grand because he didn't get with the program in time. And your listener is that as well. If they don't figure out these three pillars, they're going to find that these business cards of other people, the, the squeaky wheels of the podcasters, the thought leadership platforms, social media, the people with meetup groups and conferences that they host are getting all the business wow. and, and they're going to lose out. So that's what I kind of think that's going to happen in the future with um, if you don't kind of get on board right now. Wow, that, that's fascinating and kind of really sad. Uh, you know, the people who have developed an expertise and a, a history of track record of success 
um, would lose out to other people who just have more of a presence in, uh, you know, the digital space. But I, I, I can see where the, the theory that that's going to be a reality comes from, for sure. But I, I definitely think that's unfortunate for people who, you know, that not everybody wants to have a presence, you know. Uh, there are a lot of people who, especially now, want, you know, really value privacy. Um, and uh, I think that's where, like, people are conflicted with the social media a lot. You know, there are some people who really love what they do. They want to reach numbers. They want to have impact. Uh, but they also really value their privacy. And so they want to be able to specialize in what they do and contribute but they don't necessarily want to, you know, have their face plastered everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, no, but, so the other thing I'd love to hear your thoughts on are the over, I think we're in an age of overwhelm. You were saying noise, there's a lot of noise, right? Uh, so how do people weed through all of this information? Because like you just pointed out, this, this guy had a lot more experience than you did. Um, so not to say that you weren't, I mean, you might be a better fit for somebody as their real estate agent or, you know, guide, but he actually had more experience. And so there's, a, I think because of the, the information age that we're in, where there is so much, there's just so much out there. And we're also being constantly bombarded with so much. It's really hard for people to sift through that whether it be in making a choice of who to do business with or just information they want to consume, what's real, what's not, what's somebody just promoting themselves, what's somebody, you know, spreading misinformation, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that the way that is going to help us be better at all that is, is to just go back to the hook story offer that was mentioned before and use that in everything that you do. For example, like use hook story offer when you're making a social media post. But also when you're making a podcast or a YouTube channel, right? When you're when you're doing that, you gotta always be thinking about that stuff. And the one one you know huge takeaway that can benefit your listener if they're going to do this, I like this this website. It's called uh, Answer the Public, Answer the Public, I think dot com. Yeah. And what's cool about that is you can go to any you know like you're not your listener probably isn't teaching people how to podcast. Your listener probably isn't maybe not teaching people how to invest in real estate. Um, so it could be anything that they want to do, not the two things that I've done. So you go to answer the public and, you, and you, you're like, okay, I am, uh, I'm a life coach. Or you say, you know, I'm a nutrition coach and it's really important to me. What do I need to do? And so it's like with all of your content, you, yeah. your hook is going to be your, the title of your episode. Okay. The hook is going to be like the title. So you still want to use something that's catchy, something that, that people are already looking for. So when you go to answerthepublic.com, you, you like type in life coach or you type in, um, you know, how, how, to, how to do real estate. And then you type in real estate and they give you this whole bubble and you can kind of go and find what everybody is searching for online. Like when they're Googling things, right. all of that information is put together in one place to make it easier for you. And when you know that the public wants to know something, that they're already searching for something, you can just be the answer, answer the public. You can just be that answer. And so, for example, if, if people are like, how do I overcome fear? Or how do I uh, overcome objections? Or how do I be a better salesperson? If they're asking these things, then you can, you can put like, you can make your title the three things that'll help you be a better salesperson or the one way to answer the answer the public or the 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 top strategy that you've never heard of 
for getting more clients or whatever. Now you, you, you're answering that, then you put in the content. And the other takeaways during the story, you want shareable content. Right. It needs to, it, it's like, for example, it needs to be something that's easy for people to remember. Like when, when, whenever I talk even on this episode, on this recording, yeah. I'm trying to put things into perspective that makes it clear and easily to understand and easy to remember and regurgitate and share. Jab, right. jab, right hook, for example. Now, that's not mine that Gary Vee came up with that, but I, I'm always trying to figure out how do I, how do I make it so it's shareable content? Because if you're missing that mark, nobody's going to share it with their friends. Nobody's going to tell their friends. It's, it's like it's all over the place. They don't know what you're about because it's all over the place. If they know what you're about, they're going to share it with other people and say, man, you got to check out Adam's stuff. You got to check out Courtney's stuff. You got to check out Mich Michelle's stuff, Amy's stuff, Carl's stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a, yeah, a great way to, to think about it. So you make it really clear, you make it so that it's a easily uh, digestible and then easy to disseminate. So yep. yeah, 100%. Then other people are doing half your work for you, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Do you have anything you want to add or leave people with? I, I hope people listen to the episode just more than once, uh, listen through it again and see what you can do to help yourself to be able to start really doing a lot of business before you kind of miss out. That's all. Yeah. Okay. And what, what is your advice for people who are just first maybe getting into the podcasting space? What would you say? Uh, to it, yeah, super good. Here's, here's what I'll do since we're um, running at the end of our time today. And um, my answer to that would be several minutes. <laughs> what I could probably say is if, if the listener wants some advice about how to get in, into podcasting, I will absolutely give you free advice. You and I can get on a Zoom call. Um, what, I, what I would suggest is just book a discovery call. Go with call with AAA. By the way, my name is Adam A. Adams, AAA. So go with callwithaaa.com. And just click the discovery call. The other ones are for my clients. It's all paid stuff, but the discovery call is free. And I can sit down with you and give you that advice free of charge just, just because you listen to this episode. So that's probably what would help a lot more is to have it more one-on-one -on -one where I can really pour into your business. So if that's you and you, you are curious about how to get into podcasting, we'll do it for free. Discovery call, call with AAA.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. So that's where they can find you. Let them know if there's any other places that you want them to find you and I'll put all the links for you. Perfect. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.